Alright, welcome everybody to the Forgotten on the West Coast. Um, this podcast will be about homeless people on the West Coast and what they go through and why it's more common to be homeless on the West Coast. Um, my inspiration for this podcast is another podcast, actually. It's called The Outcasts. And it took place in Olympia, Washington, where um, the homeless rates are even higher there than most other places on the West Coast. And um, in that podcast, they actually looked at uh, why it's such a big problem there and what they go through and how the government like handles it. Because... The government or the city government recognizes that it's such a big problem there and they need to do something about it. So I'll be piggybacking off of them talking about what they did to um, try to fix the homeless problem and also um, what we can do. Even if we don't live on the West Coast, we can still help out the homeless population in some way. Even in small Cedar Rapids, Iowa, there are still hundreds of homeless people that have to basically suffer every day from being homeless and not having a plan on what to do in the future. So I'll talk about how we can help those people and also how we can even help people on the West Coast by donating or doing anything we can just to help them. Uh, first, I want to explain how how people got homeless. So in the podcast, uh, they actually interview homeless people in Olympia. And one quote that hit me that a homeless person said there was we're all one paycheck away from being homeless and I was the one that missed that paycheck. And for me, I, I, my paychecks don't affect me that much. I'm just a 16 year old, but for an average like 20 year old or 30 year old, those paychecks matter. And to miss just one could screw up everything people rely and people have a plan on how much money they make that if that plan doesn't work out, they're going to be screwed for over a month. And so in one of the main reasons that I found why homeless people are so predominant in the West Coast is because of living rates. Uh, according to invisiblepeople.tv, to afford a two-bedroom apartment, just an apartment, not a house, just an apartment. In California, you need to make $37 per hour, which is insane. $37 per hour is close to five times the minimum wage. And people just can't do that. People, what that didn't get a chance to get an education or 
people that aren't able to get an education, like disabled people, people that are or our special needs just physically can't do that. So they have to resort to being homeless. They have to live on the streets, live in a tent, or just try to make the most out of their life. Now, most people already knew the living wages were the reason that there's more homeless people in the West Coast than anywhere else in the U.S. But most people also think miss that um, InvisiblePeople.tv debunked about why people are homeless or how they become homeless. And I'll just go through the myths and I can talk through them. And um, Myth number one is homeless people move to the West Coast before, because the weather is warmer. That somewhat makes sense. I mean, I can see if I were a homeless person, I would not want to live through a winter in the north part of America, like in Iowa, that would be dreadful. You probably might even die if you can't get a shelter. But the reason that that's a myth is because the absolute heat that California gets or any West Coast place gets, the heat is almost as bad as the cold. Like, people can handle cold as well as it can handle heat. Trust me, I've experienced it. I mean, like, let's say a homeless person living in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, moves down to Phoenix, Arizona to get away from the cold. They're going to have to live through that heat, and they're not going to be able to do it. They have to find shelter somehow, or they get a heat stroke and possibly die. Um, myth number two is there are more social programs in the West Coast cities because they're more liberal. Um, probably might be a true myth. They haven't done enough studies to see if this is actually true or not, but in the podcast um, that I listened to they in Olympia, they talked about how the government actually created, they took parking lots and they made little tents for the homeless people where other places definitely wouldn't do that. They probably would have just told them they can't live on the, in the parking lots. But on, in places like Washington, Oregon, and California, they actually did do that because they want to make a change and that goes with being liberal is people recognizing change and wanting to change it for the better. Um, myth number three is mental illness and addiction are, are rampant on the West Coast. Um, now, that's definitely true. It's definitely, like, if you go to California, you're going to notice people that are addicted being homeless partially because they're addicted, but most of the time, actually, people become homeless and then get addicted to escape from the problems. They don't become homeless because they were addicted. They become it after. Um, most people just get screwed over. They 
um, become homeless one way or another, like no family, no money, nobody to help them. So they resort to the drugs. They don't like the drugs don't make them homeless. Also for mental illness, that's all around the place. It's not just California. I think it's even all around the U.S. And so that's not the main reason it's predominant in California because it's everywhere. Now on um, nyu.edu, they have more myths that I can cover, but this is just broader in America. It's talking about um, general myths about homeless people in America rather than just on the West Coast. So um, their main myth is that homeless people are dangerous and violent. Um, that's completely not true. I mean, to a certain extent, there's always going to be violent people. Like, no matter what, they don't have to be homeless or anything. They, they're just generally violent. But typically, it's actually more homeless people get, or homeless people suffer from the violence than get hurt from it. Uh, homeless people are way easier targets than just a normal person, an average person walking around because homeless people can't defend themselves really. They don't have any weapons. They don't ha have any fight training. I mean, to rob a homeless person of all the money they've collected that day is really simple. So normally they're more victims than they are perpetrators. Um, another myth is that their homeless people are all criminals, and that's definitely not true. I mean, they are more likely to have a criminal background than the average person, but if they were criminals, they probably wouldn't be on the streets. If you think about it, Homeless people don't know anybody. Criminals have ties. They know people. They can get ties to live in, like, someone's house, just live on their couch, even if they're a criminal, too. I mean, most people know in the hood, people work together, and homeless people are just on their own. Normally, they're, I mean, if you count drugs as being a criminal, then yes, probably most are criminals, but they haven't done anything bad. They haven't robbed a bank. They haven't stolen anywhere. They're just trying to escape from the reality that they're homeless. Now let's talk about um, how an average person can help a homeless person get back on their feet and get where they're supposed to be going. Um, Recently, personally, I went to Missouri to visit my best friend and his dad, and they had no idea I was doing this project. They had no idea I was making this podcast. And while we were driving home from a track meet, my best friend's dad actually stopped, pulled over, and handed a $5 bill to a homeless person. And that just amazed me. It amazed me that something that coincidental 
happened right in front of me in that it just shocked me. I mean, most people, including myself, just drive by homeless people. I mean, we normally think they got themselves in that situation. They did it themselves. Why should I help, have to help them get out of this situation? Or also we think if I give them money, they're going to spend it on drugs or alcohol. And that's no help. But, I mean, a typical homeless person recognizes that they're going to want food more than they need drugs. I mean, of course, we've all seen the videos of homeless people prioritizing drugs over food or shelter. But those are just the videos. They're not like actually what happens in real life. What happens in real life is the homeless people recognize that they need food and they will spend that $5 on food. They'll just, they'll spend it on food. They'll save up for a tent so they can survive the winter. They'll probably do something that you would approve with the money they gave or you gave them. So that story, the reason I share that is because it directly relates to the main way that we can help homeless people, and it's just by donating. Um, I would recommend donating to a nonprofit organization. Like, you always hear, like, some rich, famous person donated a million dollars to this homeless shelter, and even if you don't have a million dollars, anything will help. But I, I say I would recommend that because it's way safer and way more reliable than just giving a homeless person $5. Like, like I said, homeless people typically wouldn't spend that $5 on drugs or alcohol, but you never know. And you do know that that nonprofit organization will spend it on actually helping homeless people in your community. Um, you can contact anywhere I know in Cedar Rapids, we have a Salvation Army that you can donate to, or even in our school, you can give cans, give food, or give anything like toothbrushes, pillows, anything to um, our school, and they can spread that out to kids that need it, or even adults that need it in our community. Now, I already addressed the best way to help homeless people is by donating money to nonprofit organizations or anything. But there are always ways to help even more. Um, and I found a website that lists off seven easy ways to help homeless people. I mean, number one is going to be donating money or food, but on the right to shower.com, number two was donate clothes, which I somewhat addressed, but they in the details they say especially hygiene or socks which of course that caught me by surprise like why would they care so much about <laughs> socks or clothes or anything rather than just money to spend on those clothes or food and i think the primary primary reason is that um if you see a well-dressed homeless person you're 
probably not going to think they're homeless and same goes for job interviews like a homeless person if they can get well dressed and well groomed or anything they can have a better chance of getting a job that can financially support them rather than still living on the street and every job rejecting them because of the way they dress or the way they look um number two or number three sorry is volunteer your time because those nonprofit organizations that you can donate to also need tons of help i mean people have to volunteer at those specific homeless shelters to just actually help homeless people get what they need um, to distribute the food, the clothes, or even maybe even groom them, give them a haircut, anything. People have to volunteer for those, and those people can be anybody. It says... Um, services like those uh, nonprofit organizations will, with that, with no doubt, accept your um, willingness to help them out in any way, even if it's just moving stuff from point A to point B. Because you're a little kid, they'll accept that and they'll take advantage of that, and they'll be grateful. Uh, number four is fundraise. Um, this is somewhat harder for an average person. Like normally, those nonprofit organizations run the fundraisers, but you can try to get the word out, and you can try to spread it around, or you can go door to door and ask people, like, hey. I'm doing a fundraiser for a nonprofit organization in our community. Um, would you like to donate any money at all to helping homeless people in your community? And most of the time, people will say yes. Like, if someone came up to me and did that, I would definitely <laughs> donate whatever I had in my pocket to them because I want my community to improve and most people do. They want their community to be happy and healthy and be this perfect little place that everybody gets along. Um, I'm skipping number five to number six, which is participate in your point, in your city's point time in court. And what that means to me is actually going up to a official and giving them ideas, giving them or helping them come up with ways to help the homeless. Like in Olympia, when they built that um, homeless kind of section in that parking lot and for homeless people to hide out and be safe. Because in that homeless place, there was cops all around because homeless people are, just like I addressed before, they are normally victims from people robbing them. So 
they give them protection and they help them get back on their feet, which is what you can do. You can offer ideas like what they did with that parking lot and you can experiment on like a small group and if it works, you can do that for the majority and then you have a whole system set up for homeless people to get back on their feet that will mainly always work. There's always going to be homeless people and it doesn't stop after you fix what what is right now because there's always in the future people are going to lose their jobs you know lose family so you can keep that system forever and it'll still work and then the last one is remember youth homelessness and i somewhat addressed this before is donating um things to a local school it doesn't have to be your local school of course you can donate it to an elementary school and nine times out of ten they'll take it they'll take whatever they can to help their students stay in school and get an education because obviously higher education leads to less homelessness like places that are better educated can get a job easier with degrees or just standard interview knowledge and so keeping kids in school is an amazing way to help homelessness like it seems easy that all you have to do is give a kid shoes so he can walk to school but it'll make a really big impact so they can stay in school and get educated now that's all the time i have with this podcast and of course i'll link all the sources i used to help me through this podcast in the description but the last thing i want to say is homelessness is always going to be a big problem in our lives it's it reminds me of climate change in a way that it's always going to be there and most people just ignore it and try to forget about it but that's not the way to go obviously the way to go is trying to make a change you don't even have to make a change but at least trying is just it's good enough and even if it's just giving five dollars to that homeless person like my best friend's dad did it still helps like i know that homeless person realize that he can now get lunch or he can put that money towards shelter and that makes a difference that really does and I just hope that I can do enough in my final years here because I'm going off to college to help a homeless person to just pick one out it doesn't even have to be the majority just pick one out just off the street and focus on helping them some way or another ask them what do you need how can i help you like do you want me to give you a meal every day like not the average person can do that but if you're fortunate enough to be able to spend that money i would definitely go for it because it not only does it 
make you feel good because you're helping someone else out, but also benefits your community. It really does. I mean, it's just really impactful to them.